1: Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, many of our clients and listeners are in that stage of life called perimenopause or menopause. So today we want to answer questions that many women have about menopause. You know, to answer your questions, I have have help today, for (laughs) sure. So joining me is Katie Vigasa, who is a licensed and registered dietitian, and I think I'm always so great when I can say that. Yeah, last that's step. very good.
2: It's, it's still a challenge. <laughs> Even for you. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, she's a licensed and registered dietitian, and she sees clients in both our YZ and Lakeville Nutritional Weight and Wellness locations. She's a little too young
2: mm-hmm.
1: to experience menopause personally. Right. But she certainly understands it clinically. Katie, what is one takeaway you have learned from working with clients experiencing
2: menopause? Yeah, you know the most important one is every woman has her own unique symptoms, and each one each symptom is going to require a different solution.
1: I think that's something that is very interesting mm-hmm. for people to realize Katie, don't you
2: yeah it's not a you know it's not a blanket protocol I mean there's going to no. be Everyone has their unique biochemistry, and they're going to have different triggers. You mm-hmm. know, so take hot flashes, for example. Uh, my last client, she needed to cut out wine to cut down the frequency of hot flashes.
1: Well, and I think that happens for a lot
2: of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, when we're working with women, you know, they will they kind of know that. They're like, when I have my wine, I notice I get my hot flashes. Or when I have my wine, those are the nights I don't sleep quite as well.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, another client, you know, she needed to eliminate juice. Cereal and toast, even jelly for breakfast, because that was just too much sugar for her. And really all of that sugar was causing her to have hot flashes.
1: And I think that's another one that people are really amazed at Mm -hmm. is that, you know, really cereal and Mm -hmm. toast and jelly
2: yeah you know that's sugar? Sugar. I mean, we know sugar. it increases our insulin and insulin is a hormone and it it affects all of our other hormones. Um, and it's not something like the wine a lot of women can almost put their finger on like, okay, wine causes hot yeah, flashes. But, yeah. but with the with the sugary foods, like the cereals and the breads and the jellies, those are ones that it almost takes a little more convincing. Mm-hmm. You have to say, okay, just trust me, try this. <laughs> Let's see how you're doing in a few weeks. And uh, more often than not, they're feeling a lot better. You know, another client, for example, she needed to use some natural progesterone cream to balance out her high toxic estrogens and androgens. So really, it is different for each woman. Uh, And as a nutritionist, I need to listen and recommend the correct solution for her situation. You know, sometimes... Well, not sometimes all the time, we have to ask a lot of questions, yes, we do to determine what is the best solution we have to listen you know we have to listen when people are when we're asking questions and people are telling these things they're you know they're they're telling us the answer, so mm-hmm. uh, we really have to listen in and help them help them out so that's why our initial
1: nutrition appointments you know we schedule them for almost two hours
2: yes, which is very you know a lot of clients will say two hours we're not going to need two hours because they've never you know, likely, you know, more often than not, they've never been to a practice where someone is taking and devoting two hours to figure out their needs. You know, that's
1: a lot different than the seven minutes that a lot of doctors are allowed to see clients. Exactly, now. in and yes. out. You know, we really need time to individualize a plan that meets a woman's particular needs. So, also joining us today is Tina Beeler, who is a nutrition educator at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And by training, she's a nurse, and that's her education too. And you also have heard Tina's amazing story about the positive results nutrition has made in her health. Tina's MS has been in remission for several years Mm -hmm. after changing her food choices. Tina, I know you take your nutrition very seriously.
0: I believe when a person has a chronic disease, such as MS, it is important to take their nutrition very seriously. You know, I've even heard rumors coming all the way up to St. Paul that Tina takes her nutrition
1: very seriously.
0: <laughs> I do. Yes. <laughs> the, the correct nutrition is a powerful force in healing. I was diagnosed with MS 13 years ago in April 2002. Wow, 13 mm. years ago, Tina. Just amazing, isn't, isn't that it? that 13 years? Yeah. Wow, well. And you're feeling so good. I do. I feel great. Mm-hmm. Um, when a person gets diagnosed with MS, part of the process is getting an MRI of your brain and spinal cord. My original MRI showed that I had four lesions in my brain. Since my diagnosis, I get an MRI every year.
1: Okay, good.
0: My neurologist, Dr. Golden, is extremely impressed as I have not developed any new lesions wow. in the past 13 years. Wow. That's uh, that's super a- isn't that great? Yes, it that's, is. It uh,
2: gives a lot of people hope, too. I mean, if they've been diagnosed with MS, that's really cool. And he
0: even thinks, my lesions have gotten smaller. And this is really huge in the world of MS. It is. It's like unheard of, almost. I'm, I'm thrilled it happened <laughs> to me. Dr. Golden has told me that he believes that I will, quote unquote, remain just as I am for the rest of my life. He does not see a wheelchair in my future. He even Fantastic. asked me during one visit, what was I doing to be so healthy mm. and I said, uh, taking my MS medicine and he said, <laughs> "No, what else are you doing?" Wow I can so tell you knew there was something else yeah. mm-hmm. he knew I was doing something else and I said I explained to him that I was a client of nutritional weight and wellness and that I was eating in such a way to prevent inflammation in my brain mm-hmm. and in my body. I added that I also practiced yoga. He was very supportive and insisted that I keep doing what I'm doing. And he went on to say that I am the star at the top of the MS spectrum.
2: Wow. That's
1: great. That is so amazing. So that's why you take nutrition so seriously. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is why. I think
2: sometimes, you know, sometimes we even recognize that in clients is when someone has an autoimmune disease or there's a certain condition that they're really needing help (laughs) with. That's when it almost really clicks in our brain. Like, I really, this is serious. I need to eat. Very well. So that's so cool. Thank you. Um, that is very cool. You know, so really, truly, if nutrition can have such a powerful, positive effect on MS, you can really see that a variety of menopausal symptoms can also be helped. Should be simple. It should be simple, right? <laughs> can actually be pretty complex.
0: Yes, it can. If you have questions about menopause or paramenopause symptoms, give us a call this morning. Our studio number is 651 651- 641-1071. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the solution can be as simple as to stop drinking wine. Yep. Or and for some
2: people, that's all it is. I mean, it's like we just we get rid of the wine at night and they feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Right? There you go. Or taking a magnesium glycinate
0: for sleep. Or for many women, it requires a whole lifestyle change. And let me tell you, I needed a whole lifestyle change to put my MS into remission. You mean you haven't always eaten this way? No. (laughs) (laughs) Let
2: me think about it. No.
0: (laughs) I had to give up my English muffin, cereal, and juice for breakfast. But that was okay. You didn't miss that too much. No, I really didn't. No, I didn't. But, Dar, I remember sitting in your client chair when you told me I needed to give up my pasta bagels and ice cream. <laughs> and at first mm-hmm. I was really mad and angry. Mm-hmm. It's like a
2: grieving experience. It sometimes, is. honestly. It is. Yeah.
0: It was a sudden thing. And then you simply explained to me the science and how I could change my and my family's medical destiny. And then my anger then turned to excitement, enthusiasm mm-hmm. and determination. It was hard to give up my favorite things, but It was well worth it. Mm -hmm. And now I have new favorite things.
2: Yeah. (laughs) There's so many other foods we have yet to explore, right? Yes. Um, I think that's pretty cool, especially once people start to feel better. uh, Then they really start to get hooked on this way of eating. Well, it's time for our first break. When we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, some hormonal menopausal symptoms and how it affects our skin. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Do you have questions about vitamins and minerals? Or maybe you have questions about what should you take for better digestion? How can you tell the quality of the supplements you are buying? You know, Nutritional Weight and Wellness always believes food first. But after years of people requesting a supplement class, uh, we have put together a two-hour class about key vitamins and minerals. The class will be held at the St. Paul location of Nutritional Weight and Wellness Wednesday, April 29th from 6 to 8 p.m. Give us a call at 651 699 3438 to sign up, or you could go online to weightandwellness.com to sign up. So if you have any questions today about uh, perimenopause, menopause, give us a call in the studio. It's 651 641 1071, and we'll be right back.
1: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Tina and I would like to invite you to attend the menopause seminar at Brackets Crossing. It's a country club in Lakeville, and we're going to do that on Saturday, May 16th from 1030 to 330. You know, we'll be presenting natural ways to manage hot flashes, mood swings, insomnia, vaginal dryness, weight gain, and even more topics than that. In addition, we'll serve a nice organic chicken lunch salad for lunch and we're actually going to have additional people there additional staff available to answer your personal questions maybe during lunch or whenever you get a chance this seminar will make a great mother's day gift
0: yeah that that would be a great one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful there that time of year with the flowers blooming and the golfers out very festive Cool. Mm Great place to have a
1: seminar. So our number to sign up is 651-699-3438. Or, you know, if you have questions about the seminar, just give us a call. Or you can go online at com to sign up.
2: So, yeah, before we get in, back to our topic, we do have a caller. Uh, so we have a caller asking about juicing. So, Sanchi, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us. Peace. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you? Good. Hi. How are you? Good. Um, Good. Well, I just had a testimony of the power of juicing, and I wonder, could you speak about that? Because I also believe that food is a medicine. Yes. And nutrition. Um, I totally changed my health situation around. I juice probably six days a week organic produce and fruit. Okay. Yeah. And you're you're feeling better? Most definitely. Wow. That's amazing.
1: I think, what, Katie, let's you and I, and Tina, let's just kind of talk about juicing. Mm-hmm. The benefits mm-hmm. and maybe, you know. One thing to
2: watch out for. Yes. Yeah. We, I, when I'm working with clients, I'm always trying to get them to get more vegetables in. You know, it's almost like bartering with them. How can we get more vegetables? Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, you know, whether they're eating their vegetables, juicing does work. We always recommend people, um, juicing lots of vegetables, lots of their greens. There's yeah. so many nutrients and there's so much power, especially in the green food. So I'd say watercress, spinach, kale, zucchini. Um, so a lot of the greens, even adding things like cilantro and different herbs, which are packed with nutrients. Um, but and
1: really the caution whenever mm-hmm. you juice yes. is it's not the green vegetables. Usually
2: people are using too much,
1: you like, know, things like carrots. Yep. Too much sugar foods. Too much sugar foods. Apple, you know, fruit.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so sometimes that's that's always when I'm working with a client and they're asking about juicing, very much so support the green juicing. But watch out for the juices that use a lot of like um, where it's mostly, you know, things like beets, carrots, apples, and lots of fruit because it just, you know, it just still turns to a little bit too much sugar in the body. But for example, if you could juice a lot of the green foods and then maybe add an apple. Or you or know half an half, apple, half, half half an apple, or some carrots or something like that. Okay. Then I think it's very powerful. Yep. Um, but it's a yeah, great way to get it's, extra it's, vegetables in. Yes, yes, it's a great way to get extra vegetables, in, and vegetables are extremely powerful and extremely healing. So, so thanks for the call this morning. We appreciate it. I'm, we're glad that you're feeling good. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's you know there's sometimes when I'm working with clients and I'm I look at them and I say, okay, I want you to eat. Three cups of vegetables at your meals. Right. And, you know, and they look at you kind of like, will I feel better? Uh, yes, you will. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, we're very, we're very pro getting, getting extra vegetables in. Right. So, so going back to the menopause. Mm hmm. <clears throat> yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah. Before we went to break, we were talking about um, some menopausal symptoms. We were also talking about the great uh, health benefits Tina has had from really changing your diet, right? Yes. I mean you you're eating a lot less of the processed carbohydrates and yes. you're eating um you're eating very well, right? Yes. So as we we kind of wanted to keep the conversation um going and actually talk about another area that affects menopausal women and it's their skin health.
1: You know, one of the things that I've noticed, Katie, mm-hmm. is as women get older, they don't mind their actual age. Mm-hmm. As long as the number itself, you know, they don't mind that number. As long as it doesn't represent the number of wrinkles that they have on their face. Even more stressful for women is dealing with acne, rosacea, or age spots. So, you know, I thought today we could talk about the nutrition connection to skin.
2: Yeah. You know, that's I think that's, a, that's another great topic. Why do we get wrinkles and how can we eat to support good skin? You know, as a listener, you must be ask, asking, what has nutrition... Got to do with my skin. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, a lot. You know, wrinkles happen when we have a breakdown of two important proteins in our connective tissue. Uh, the first one being collagen, uh, and the second one being elastin. When mm-hmm.
0: collagen gets broken down or is depleted, our skin tends to sag and we develop wrinkles. Mm-hmm when we start to lose our elastin our skin gets dry and stiff
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know as
0: katie said mm-hmm. collagen
1: and elastin are proteins so what do we need to eat to support the production of pro- of collagen and elastin i'm l- i'm l- i'm hoping people are guessing yep they're trying to <laughs> think <laughs> you know if you guess meat you would be correct we need sufficient protein to avoid depleting our collagen and elastin when we say meat, it could be beef, buffalo, chicken, turkey, lamb, pork, you know, a variety of fish such as salmon and tuna, walleye, crab, shrimp, or scallops. But we need sufficient protein every day, you know, maybe 12 ounces, maybe up to 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. That's, that's almost a pound of meat if you stop and think about it yeah. every day.
2: And it, it really does support the skin, um, and it supports really the structure. I mean, that's, that's what the collagen and the elastin, it, it, the proteins are creating structure for our skin. Uh, so another thing is free radicals can cause our skin to wrinkle. You know, we hear that term. It's kind of thrown around all the time, free radicals. You know, so what are they and why do they damage our skin? You know, have you ever noticed a person with a lot of wrinkles and said to yourself, hmm, I bet that person has been a smoker. And, of course, you're right. Um, Cigarette smoke is definitely a free radical. Or maybe you've noticed the skin of someone who has spent a lot of time out in the sun. You know, usually they have a lot of age spots. Maybe they have some wrinkles. We know that the sun is definitely a free radical and can damage our skin.
1: And you know what? My Mm -hmm. mother, whenever she was out, and we grew up, you know, I grew up on a farm. So this was kind of unusual for... Farm lady, yep, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. She'd always put on her big hat to go outside. Sure, and she would shade the sun from her, you know, her face with that. Yeah, yeah. and smart lady, she stayed frinkle, wrinkle
2: free. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when we were growing up, we were trying to see how much time we could spend in the sun. You're right, you know, it's mm-hmm. like we knew it wasn't good for us, but oh, we just wanted to get tan. So my, you know, when my um, mom was growing up, they'd always say that you know, in that generation, they would rub like the baby oil on and, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard on the skin. Right. So, you know, we know that smoking and excess sun exposure, right? They're for sure wrinkle producers. But how many of you realize that sugar and processed carbs are also free radicals? Mm, Maybe some of our longtime listeners are
0: are catching that.
2: (laughs) You know, Christiane Northrup, the author of The Wisdom of Menopause said, free radical damage can also harm and break down the fats within our cells and cell membranes and the DNA of the cells where the genetic code resides. You know, over time, the cell membranes become stiff instead of fluid and flexible. You know, Katie, one of
1: the things I do listen to this station besides our show. Sure. And I actually heard some practitioner on this station say Mm -hmm. that uh, having wrinkles is just genetic, huh? Well, we're explaining yes. that genetic code that, is damaged with I, these free radicals.
2: Yeah, we, there's there's our genetics, but there's actually what we, our lifestyle and our environment and the way we're eating and how that influences our genetic code. We know that our lifestyle is extremely important and to, to how our genetics are expressing. Right? Yes. Um. You know, there's no doubt that. Free radical damage is one of the primary causes of aging, including skin wrinkling and even age-related diseases such as heart disease, Alzheimer's, arthritis, and so on. Um, You know, glycemic stress from eating too many refined foods, too many processed carbohydrates, uh, also contributes to premature aging.
1: You know, Katie, maybe we should explain a little bit this glycemic
2: stress. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the word that we don't use a lot on this show. Right. You know, when people are eating a lot of foods that turn into a lot of sugar, and the sugar raises our blood sugar, it, I almost think of sugar sometimes in our bloodstream as like little razor blades. That's kind of just the visual I get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it scratches and it tears away at the proteins in our skin. Uh, and that damage damages the proteins, the collagens, and the elastins. They get stiff, they break, and it can create more uh, wrinkles in our skin. So kind of that glycemic response that we get from foods. Well, it is time for our second break. <laughs> My goodness, this show flies, right? We're gonna When we come back, we're going to keep talking about um, some of the, the skin side of things, but just want to remind everyone that you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. It's brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, we would like to invite you to join our Facebook page. Currently, we have almost 7,000 Facebook followers and would like to invite all of our radio listeners, wherever you are in Minnesota or Australia or California, uh, our podcast listeners, um, to like and follow along on our Facebook page. We often have new meal ideas or recipes for you to enjoy. And we also have appeared on many local TV news shows um, and stations that we like to share on the page. So Even our TV segments are educational, inspiring. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we like to share a lot of that on the page. Maybe someone takes a picture, one of the nutritionists will take a picture of their lunch, or here's a good, you know, a good fat to be eating, or we just like to keep it interactive and stay engaged with people. So, you know, if you have questions for us today in studio, give us a call, 651-641-1071, and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, We have an outstanding series of classes called Nutrition for Weight Loss that I believe everyone should take, even if you have no weight to lose. Mm -hmm. This is nutrition education at its finest with the best trained nutrition educators teaching the classes. I know the teaching is the best because Dar is very, very picky (laughs) and teaches all of us how to teach. Not just the information, but how to help each person in the class make changes in their nutrition and food choices.
2: Uh huh. Because we can sit. I mean, we could just talk to people and tell them information, but that doesn't engage people. That doesn't teach them how to make the changes. That's right. if We're just spewing information. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's
1: the that's the model that we usually see in in education.
2: Right, right, and it's especially in
0: nutrition education. Yes,
2: it's not engaging. It's just here's the. You know A, B, and C, and it—it's this is different.
0: It's great. Starting May 11th, we have classes in 11 different locations. Can you imagine that? 11 different locations. Wow. All over the place. Woodbury and Eden Prairie. You have been waiting. We listened, and we will be there. <laughs> Check the schedule at weightandwellness.com dot com for a location near you. Call six five one. Six nine nine three four three eight. With any questions,
2: yeah, people love that class, and there's a lot of times actually where um, maybe one of the spouses needs to lose weight, so the other spouse will come along and just will say, "I'm here for support, and I want to learn too, and I want to learn how to make the recipes." So it's mm-hmm. almost like you know, families <laughs> will take it together. Um, because they're in it, they're in it together and the whole family's wanting to make changes. And then they support each other. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that makes it even more beneficial when there can be that mm-hmm. other extra level of support there even in the home.
0: So. And it's really a fun date night.
2: Yes, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. People there are, are go.
0: looking for date night ideas coming to class. <laughs> so it's so hard for people to understand that when they look in the mirror and see wrinkles staring back at them, that those wrinkles mm-hmm. could be from the morning muffin. Yep the low-fat, high-sugar yogurt at lunch, mm-hmm. and a Coke and M&Ms for an afternoon snack. Yes.
2: Sugar, sugar, sugar and more sugar. Yeah, because that's really what we're talking about before we went to break is how is this, how is the sugar that we're eating, how is that affecting, you know, not only wrinkles in our skin, but also things like Alzheimer's and heart disease and even something as simple, well, not that simple, but as arthritis. Like, how are these things, even the, the foods we're eating, affecting the inflammation in our joints? So, but the
1: good news is when people, when clients start mm-hmm. eating the weight and wellness way, yep. suddenly they look younger, they have more energy, less aches and pains. Mm-hmm. And we really encourage people to eat vegetables for breakfast, yes. vegetables for lunch, yep. and vegetables for dinner. And you may ask, why so many vegetables? Now, I personally believe that vegetables are a natural defense system against free radicals and aging. Now, v- vegetables, and we hear this all mm-hmm. the time, but Putting it into practice is another thing. Yes, You know, vegetables contain a variety of antioxidants. But when they really, they put the free radicals out of commission before they do harm. Mm -hmm. So they're like a blocker for the free radicals. They
2: neutralize the free radicals. They calm them down.
1: (laughs) So if you do that, you might not have another wrinkle show
2: Mm -hmm. up. And when we're saying vegetables here at breakfast, breakfast um, vegetables at lunch, we're not talking about a couple pieces of pepper in your (laughs) eggs. We're not talking about a couple leaves of spinach in your eggs. We're talking, I mean, honestly, at least a couple cups.
1: I I mean, a variety
2: variety, um, of vegetables and trying to get a good volume of vegetables, too. You know, there's actually a study of over 4,000 women called the National Health and Nutrition Initiative Study that showed that women who avoided high-carb processed foods, so pretzels, granola bars, cereals, breakfast bars, I mean, you know, all those things that people grab. Yes. So for the women who avoid those high carb processed foods and ate vegetables that were high in vitamin C and nuts high in good fats, like even an omega-6 essential fatty acid, um, they had fewer wrinkles, they had less dry skin uh, and less thinning. Of the skin.
1: That sounds sort of simple, doesn't it? When you stop and think about mm-hmm. it, you eat more vegetables and more mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. And they looked at 4,000 women.
2: Mm-hmm. And this is the findings. And fewer wrinkles. And fewer wrinkles. <laughs> um, and their skin was looking better, uh, less thinning of the skin. I mean, it's pretty powerful. I mean, it sounds simple. Uh, we can say that here is like, oh, just eat more vegetables. But we know working with people that it's not that simple. It's no. when we really dig back and uh, get to the root of it. It's changing the behavior. It's changing what you put in your shopping cart. So it's mm-hmm. swapping out the goldfish for maybe the pea pods, right? Exactly.
1: So, so the other skin problems clients come for nutritional counseling is midlife acne. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had acne as, adonado- as an adolescent, mm-hmm. and maybe they didn't. Right. But when they reach perimenopause, suddenly they have acne. You know, I always think of acne as a form of inflammation. It is actually inflammation of the skin. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, people don't even understand that. No. That acne is inflammation, inflammation of the skin.
2: And, you know, a lot of this, when this is happening to a lot of women, you know, when we're talking about they'll even say, well, maybe I didn't even have any acne when they were an analyst. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, they're in their 40s and their 50s and they kind of trying to figure out, well, you know, I'll have women say, well, I feel like a teenager, you know, what's going on with my skin? And we mm-hmm. really have to kind of peel back the layers and see what's going on.
0: As with any type of inflammation, we look to food first. Mm
2: -hmm, Food first.
0: The first food most people with acne need to eliminate is processed carbs and sugar. And we say that over and over. Mm -hmm. Processed carbs and sugar. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I would also include bad fats, trans fats, and refined oils. Eliminating sugar and trans fats certainly takes out a lot of people's favorite foods, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes
2: a lot of the foods that... People will say that they crave and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it does. But once people start to feel better and they start to, I mean, it really, once we explain this to them in the consultations and they have that support, it makes it easier um, to make those behavior changes. Mm
1: -hmm. So one of the things that people might do today Mm -hmm. is they might go to their cupboard and look at all the processed foods that are hiding in there. Yes, and maybe they just need to clean it out and mm-hmm. get rid of it. Because if it's there,
2: they're still going to eat it
1: in a weak moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're going to eat it.
2: Yep, yeah. That's always the um, a fun part about even, you know, teaching nutrition for weight loss. When we're talking about certain processed foods, you know, definitely need to be eliminating. And people will say, well, I, last week I went home and I took a black garbage bag and I just dumped it all because I'm ready for a change. Mm-hmm. Which is always very, it's always very cool to hear. You know, nutrition information, it can be so confusing. A few years ago, we were told to eat cereal, eat toast with jelly and a glass of juice because it was low fat. There was no fat. It was supposed to be good for us. You know, for years, that was the standard. Little did we know that that was a high sugar breakfast, which led to inflammation.
1: You know, the question that I always get from clients with acne, why would high sh- a high sugar meal lead to acne. Mm-hmm. It's, it is still confusing to them. Yeah, And I also, you know, that's really a simple biochemical reason. Sugar increases your blood sugar level yep. in your blood. And to control blood sugar, the pancreas produces excess levels of insulin. Yes,
2: a very powerful hormone.
1: Which in turn can cause higher than normal productions of androgens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Higher levels of androgens can cause acne. So again it all goes back to food.
2: Yeah. And I mean really that when you're talking about the androgens that's more of the um the hormonal acne that we're talking about right, that we exactly. really see even more of when it you know so it is it's it's still a mm-hmm. nutritional problem even though people will say well no it's actually a hormonal problem um but it
1: isn't we, because they don't realize mm-hmm. that high insulin levels mm-hmm. kick off all the negative
2: the cascade of all of the hormones. hormones. So right. you know we have we have to take our last break here um but when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about even some environment, environmental estrogens and how that affects um, our health and our, and our skin. But you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. It's The uh, radio show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, it may surprise you that most women who are perimenopausal or menopausal are deficient in progesterone but actually have an excess of estrogen.
1: And I know that's one that we will go over and over mm-hmm. in the menopause class. Because yes. Because that's new thinking. Yeah, totally new thinking
2: for people. You know, what are the signs and the symptoms of low progesterone and e- estrogen excess? Things like low libido, hot flashes, sleep problems, vaginal dryness, mood swings, weight gain, migraine headaches. You know, actually a great book to pick up for more information on this is The Wisdom of Menopause by Dr. Christiane Northrup. So if you have any questions for us today at all, um, give us a call at 651-641-1071, and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before the Women's Health Initiative study in 2002, estrogen therapy was the gold standard for hot fat hot flash relief. But the Women's Health Initiative study clearly showed that estrogen therapy increased the risk of cancer and heart disease. This study was actually stopped because of the high risk of estrogen therapy. Suddenly, estrogen was no longer the gold standard, and most women were taken off their HRT, which stands for hormone replacement therapy. Women had to turn to a safer alternative for symptom relief, and they found that natural progesterone and a balanced diet helped with the symptoms, but did not increase the risk for cancer or heart disease. And it's amazing how simple,
1: in a way, to control these hot flashes for most women. Yeah. No, not for everyone. Sometimes we have to work a little bit harder. Yes,
2: yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, we actually have a couple questions here. Um, So Cheryl, you have a question about animal protein. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Yes. Um, I was diagnosed with borderline osteoporosis Mm -hmm. and I was reading a book on osteoporosis where they said
0: too much animal protein can cause calcium to be excreted in the urine. Can you tell me your thoughts on that?
1: Certainly. I don't know, Katie, we can do it together, sure. but you know, really we were talking about collagen before and how mm-hmm. it keeps us from having wrinkles. Well, the same thing happens in our bones. The bones need protein mm-hmm. to build strong, healthy bones. Yep. And so then you say, well, so what do they mean by too much you know, protein mm-hmm. in a woman's diet? Well, we always look at about four ounces of animal protein per lunch and dinner, Mm -hmm. and then two or three ounces spread out for snacks and for breakfast. Yeah. So that maybe you're getting 12, 14 ounces of protein, but it's spread out through the day paired with vegetables. And what really breaks down bones is processed carbohydrates and sugar. It leaches the minerals
2: from the bones. And
1: and some of these old-time books, or Mm -hmm. sometimes authors don't really do the research, they just... I call it regurgitating the information over and over. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we'll find inaccurate information in books. And um, it's that's our take on it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You okay. know, and other things to think about, too, is you have to have enough vitamin D Yes. Um, to get enough calcium into the bones, even things like K2. Um, and magnesium, you have to have a good ratio of a magnesium to calcium. Exactly. Um, and you have to, to have a
1: good quality calcium. Yes.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, if you're taking some of these calcium carbonates out there, they're kind of like chalk, and they just don't absorb. You know, so it's it's more than just protein, it's very multifaceted to help strengthen the bone. And we've we've worked with a lot of clients who've switched their nutrition to kind of the way we're talking about and have had fantastic success um with with bone health.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So and, well, and as a personal testimony, oh, I had been diagnosed with osteopenia about nine years ago. It was yeah. right before I came in to see you. And um I had only eaten maybe three ounces of protein at night with dinner. A day. Very typical. And since I've been eating a lot of protein, I was so shocked. I went in and my bone scans, every year they they've either gone up or they remain the same. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not normal yet, but I'm not going down the other it's way. Not like it's all and completing. I eat at least a pound of meat a day. Sure.
2: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's okay. a totally different way of thinking, but yeah. hopefully that answers your question, Cheryl.
0: Yes, thank you.
2: You're yeah. welcome. That was a
0: great question. That and
2: was- that's
1: one we get in the menopause class mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, People are really concerned about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think we have a couple other questions. Uh, so, Thrice, you have a question for us? Did I say that right? Good morning. Therese? Therese, Therese. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. it's
1: Yeah, um, kind of a 2 question or whatever. Um, so as far as your skin, if you already have, like, dry, kind of a little bit crepey skin or whatever, did you say that could actually be reversed by eating? And then I'm wondering weeks or months for a ballpark of how long that would take. And I'll just hang up and listen to you. Um, You know, how to get your skin to be more supple. Mm -hmm. You know, basically, we're really talking about healthy fats. Yep. Yep. And I think when we talk about healthy fats, and I know we say this over and over, but we say butter, olive oil, Mm -hmm. olives, Mm -hmm. nuts, um, coconut oil.
2: All of those things help from the food side.
1: And we need probably like a tablespoon of healthy fats per every meal and snack. So,
2: so six or seven times a day, right? Yep, getting some healthy fat. And so like that from the food side, um, we also notice that when when people are feeling like they want their skin to be more hydrated, um, to get more supple, even adding things like GLA as a supplement is very hydrating for tissues. Um, and something like maybe an omega-3 or even um, cod liver oil works exactly. great for skin health. People will notice once they... Um, start to take the good fatty acids and even the supplemental form that their skin starts to glow almost, which is very nice.
1: And so sometimes when you hydrate with all those fats, Mm -hmm. then the people that are also having problems with vaginal dryness gets better. Gets better as well. And sometimes that takes a couple of years Mm -hmm. to really turn it around.
2: Yeah.
1: uh, Eating healthy fats.
2: Yep. Yeah, I think a lot, it depends Mm -hmm. on the person, right? I mean, it's different Mm -hmm. for everyone. Some people start to do, you know, eat more fats and they notice, "Wow, my skin feels softer and um, is looking better. And they notice that maybe within a month or two and other people, it takes kind of consistent eating and it can take six months to a year um, to really notice some of the benefit of it. But we do, we see that all the time. So that's a, that's a great question. So
1: I don't know if we have any other callers, but...
2: Do we have one more? We have yeah, we have another caller. Judy, Judy, you have a question for us? You have a question about protein? Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Oops. Judy. <laughs>
1: well, you know what? Maybe we'll just finish our talk here. Okay. And Because um, I think we have a few have things a few that we want to talk about.
2: That we still wanted to talk about. And we were talking a little bit about midlife acne. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about that and how our environment can affect midlife acne.
0: There are certainly other reasons to have midlife acne. Sometimes it's from having an excess amount of environmental toxins that create toxic estrogens Mm -hmm. in our bodies. And it shows up as acne. Often the liver needs some extra support to rid the body of these toxic estrogens and androgens. There are supplements we like to use. And one, which is a favorite of mine, is dynamic greens that we add to your protein mm-hmm. shake. Yeah.
1: That's kind of like doing the vegetables, 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 that yep. if someone was juicing.
2: yeah, mm-hmm. 20 it...
1: servings of vegetables.
2: Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great addition. You know, one scoop of dynamic greens supplies, kind of like what Tina was saying, 20 servings of fruits and vegetables, which is, again, great support for the liver. It's detoxing the skin and it's really full of a variety of antioxidants, uh, the second supplement I use with clients would be maybe like an Estrofactors. So, Estrofactors um, is a supplement that provides nutrients to the liver. So it works better and detoxes the bad toxic estrogens and we notice a benefit in the skin.
1: I, I think that's another thing with that name, mm-hmm. that estrofactors. Yep. People think we're putting estrogens in. No, we're taking estrogens, the bad estrogens out of the body. Yep. It's, yes. It's helping the liver work better.
2: Yes. It's mm-hmm. supporting the, that estrogen detox pathway. Mm-hmm. And we can't forget to drink water.
0: Water is so important to detox environmental toxins. Before they become a problem, try to drink eight to 10 glasses of water a day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, clinically, you know, and I think Katie, you probably found this true is, you know, I have found that using estrofactors factors and natural progesterone cream, such as Progest, actually clears the acne problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I really believe that when the body is depleted from progesterone, because, you know, when we don't ovulate, we're not making any progesterone. right? And then we can become deficient in progesterone. And the result is an increase in the adrenal production of androgens. Yep. It all goes back to this chemistry. Yes. And when a client uses progesterone, the adrenal glands are calmed and the estrogen or the androgen production goes down and the skin clears. Um, you know, yeah. we often find it takes detoxing those extra estrogens and supplementing with a little bit of progesterone to clear the acne. Yep. You know, it's it's a, it's a complex.
2: Mm-hmm. And I know I've shared on other um, radio shows that I've had. I've struggled a lot with, like I'd had some of the jawline acne, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what I had to do. I had to detox the estrogens and add in a way to get more progesterone into my system. And it made a huge difference in some of almost like that, the rashy effect that would happen on the jawline. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of exactly what you're saying is detoxing the estrogens, adding in the progesterone um, makes, you know, not only a huge difference for, you know, menopausal symptoms like the vaginal dryness and all of that, but it also for the, you know, the acne that will affect, you know, maybe like uh, like the mid 20s that it can happen for women, but even it'll happen again in the 40s and the 50s. So um, it's very important.
1: But it's also, you know, your skin is also an indication of how you're doing mm-hmm. generally health-wise. And yeah. so, you know, I kind of think that, you know, as women reach those menopausal years, it's, it's a time that if they haven't had a really healthy lifestyle, it's a perfect time to start.
2: Perfect time to start.
1: You know, with all the menopause symptoms, food makes a difference.
2: Well, everyone, you have a great day. And just remember, change your food. Change your
0: life. Thank you, Tina. I appreciate, appreciate it. You. Thanks, you, guys.
2: Yeah. I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.